I'd suffer for eternity if I had but one breath. I'd use it to praise Him. all the time in the business world. At the end of the day, well, there's only going to be one thing that really matters, and it's Jesus Christ. I want to say that I sure am thankful tonight for what God has done in my life and in this meeting and what he did last night. And if y'all got an hour, I'll just keep going on. But, uh, boy, God's been good, Brother Gene, and I've enjoyed it. I wouldn't trade it for all the money in the world. He's really all that matters. Well, we, we have some guests here with us tonight that we're just, I feel so honored. I mean, I feel like they're, you know, like stars, Brother Dean. I watched them on YouTube and listened to them on CDs and, uh, and, and got to worship with them once and didn't get to meet them. But they're here with us tonight, the Biddy family, Brother Mark. And we're just so happy to have y'all. If y'all would come, I asked them if they'd sing and um, he said they would, they would do whatever we ask them to do. They don't, they have no idea how long we're going to ask them to sing. But, uh, y'all come and just give us what God has on your heart.
once a morning when I stand in God's wonderful city and the light of heaven's glory will never grow dim when I shake hands with the Savior gave life eternal sake right here. We've been a part of this meeting for 31 years. So many memories of this church and these people and this. And uh, we just, we've been privileged to be a part of it all these years. And years ago, me and Teresa and David started out singing together. And uh, we bring it up. We bring out an old one every now and then. But I wanted to hear David sing this song tonight. So. There's a miracle in me.
I got saved as a nine-year-old little boy. And church, I wish I could tell you that I've been perfect. I have. But I never could get too far from the Lord because I loved him. Yes. And I didn't want to hurt him. Yes. Oh, once in a while, my feet would walk a path that wasn't righteous. And my hands or my mind that might go somewhere that wasn't probably pleasing to the Lord. But he always had his arm around me. And yes. When I would go back and repent and ask hey. him to forgive me, hey, he just tapped me and said, it's all right, son. I'm still here. Hey. And I thank the Lord for that. Hey. Thank you for letting us be part of this hey. evening. I hey. love you all. And Lord willing, <coughs> we'll be back some days and we'll be with hey. you. But if not here, I will be <laughs> hey. 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 I'll go ahead and echo the pastor there. Uh, all of us from out of town and from elsewhere, we'd like to thank y'all for the food and for the labor and for the, the money and the sacrifice. And Sister Lori, thank you. The uh, gift bags were so uh, enjoyable in the room with our families and uh, <clears throat> just everything speaks of the love of Christ. Amen. And we thank you. We Amen. thank you. Thank the Lord for it. I was going to sing too, brother, but I, <coughs> I've had allergies for a few decades. Kept me. I have amazing potential, but... Just <laughs> had a sore throat for a few years. If y'all turn to the book of Exodus, I don't know if I need more volume or if I just think I do, Brother David. I don't know how I sound. Exodus and the 12th chapter, if the Lord will help us for a little while. It is my distinct honor to be a part of the glorious church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, amen. I need somebody to help me right there. Yes, it's, it's my honor to be a part of the church of the Lord. Yes. I think I went over some of this study here at this church before, and some of you, it'll be your second time, other folks too, it'll be your second time here, and we'll be in this text, but <clears throat> the thing about supper is it's good every night. Can I get a witness? Pinto beans with lumpy mashed potatoes. If you don't leave lumps in your mashed potatoes, you're probably a Yankee. I didn't mean nothing. I've been trying to fend these Yankees all week. But uh, thank the Lord. <clears throat> Most of them from Kentucky, though, they'll get they'll get upset up there. When I go up in Indiana and Ohio and some of them places, you better not call them Yankees. Half of them are, but they don't know it and just don't mention it to them because them bad Yankees is over in Massachusetts. <clears throat> Rahodi Island. New Jersey. <clears throat> That's the bad ones. Exodus and the 12th chapter. Hadn't the Lord been good to us? Lord, thank you for Calvary. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Ghost, Lord. Thank you for Pastor Burke and 
how you put him and his family here. And it's, this, this week has been a confirmation. Lord, and thank you for Brother Dent and all the years this old shepherd has stood faithful. And now he's enjoying the fruits of his reward, of his labors. Lord, thank you for helping us. One more time, Lord. Oh, God, sanctify us tonight. Strengthen us and stir us. Lord, prepare thy people, Lord, tonight. And I'll love you for it in Jesus' name. All the Lord's people said. I think since last summer I've been going through some of these scriptures at times and uh, seeing different things every time. The Lord wants me to walk through it tonight. Uh, the, The study itself, these scriptures, the way the Lord gave it to me, goes from Exodus 12 to Exodus 20. And I call it taking a drive down Redemption Road. Because, now you got to come with me. I don't have time to teach Sunday school. And, uh, and I don't want to teach Sunday school. I want to, I want to find the truths and let the Lord help us. So we're we're not going to teach Sunday school. So you got to come here. And if you ain't been reading your Bible, that's on you. And so chapter 12 is where we get saved. There's a bloody doorway that you go through to get out of Egypt. If y'all help me, I can go at the pace I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to scoot right through this. I'm going to scoot right through this. I'm going to scoot right through this. And we're going to settle on, we're going to drive from exit 12. We're just going to pull off each exit and wave at people. All the way up to exit 17. I ain't going all the way to 20 tonight. And at 17, we're going to do a UE and come back to 15 and get a good drink right there. And then we'll be done. Can I get a witness? Amen. Thank God. I was a little hurt. I never got invited over to sing. Everybody was getting to sing tonight. But I have had allergies for several years. Leave me alone. See, you sit and be preaching where your old friends hang out. They say stuff out loud and stuff. Oh, my. Uh, I want to run through these. But in the study the Lord's given me, it's an actual journey. And it's a picture. Aren't you glad God gave us a Bible? There's a journey from 12 to 20. He found us in Egypt and brought us out by the blood of a lamb. And carried us up on the mountain and made a covenant with us. That's, that's the Bible layout. And uh, something dawned on me just two weeks ago. So this is new to this study. Something dawned on me. That, okay, that's Moses' journey in Exodus. Abraham had a journey that started in chapter 12 in Genesis. And it went to 20. And then he stopped on the threshold. Didn't Abraham have a journey? Isn't that amazing? God gave us Genesis. And Abraham made a journey of faith from 12 to 20. And God gives us another man. Moses took a journey by faith from 12 to 20. Y'all ain't helping me. Now, I know you're thinking, those of you who've been around the Bible, what about Genesis 22? The greatest picture of Calvary, probably. Where the Father gave His Son on top of a mountain. Well, I said 12 to 20 on purpose. Because that's the journey. 
And most folk never go to 21 or 22. In 21, he had to cast out Ishmael. In 22, he had to offer up Isaac. And 90% of the Christians I know stop at 20. Brother David, they're not going to cast out what they got from the world. And then they're not going to offer up what they got from the Lord. Brother Dan, 12 to 20. And, and I, and I, most Christians can make that journey. I'm not going to walk through that, Brother Reese. I mean, chapter by chapter, it's there. But in 21, you'll weep deep. Oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. God says, cast out. Most folk that you know are going to hit chapter 21 and stop in their journey with God. What they got from the flesh and from the world, from Egypt, and from their own schemes and dreams. What they got on their own, they're not going to cast it out. That's where most people live. That's why most Christians don't have victory. Most preachers don't have power. Most churches don't have revival. Right there. Y'all quit acting like revival's a mystery. It's actually a choice you make in chapter 21. Yeah, it is. And then, see, he had to cast Ishmael out. And then if you ever come through that hurdle, most don't. Then there's another chapter waiting and you got to offer Isaac up. And in case you think your God and your master's not being kind to you, he's come through there. He had to cast his son Adam out. Nobody talks much. Nobody talks much about God the day after Adam got kicked out. How lonely was that walk in the garden then? You think the Lord didn't weep? And God not only had to cast a son out, but then he offered a spiritual son up. The second Adam. Only God went somewhere that He never makes us. When you offer Isaac up, the Lord gives them back to you the same day. But He had to offer His Isaac up and, and, and He offered him all the way up. So there's a journey. There's a journey. There's a journey. 12 to 20. I hadn't looked in Leviticus yet. Never even thought about it till just now. We gotta look, maybe look at that later. Let's do something here. Let's take a little run. Let's start back there where we got saved and take a little drive. Y'all want to? Let's go, let's go, let's run up to exit 17 and just swing off and look at the attractions on each side. Come back to 15, get a good drink. And then we'll, then we'll thank the Lord for what He's done. And see what he wants to do. Mm. Alright, chapter 12. Let's do this pretty fast here. We're, we're, I mean, we're not even going to get out of the car. We're going to roll the window down. We're getting off the exit. Roll the window down, look, and then keep going. So you ready? Yeah. Alright, I've only got one point for each. I don't have any sub-points much anymore. 
I gave them all up one night. One night they was putting stuff on the altar. I didn't have a TV or tobacco, so I didn't know what to get. I gave up my sub points. It was the biggest hindrance in my life. I wasn't going to give up my cowboy boots, no, neighbor. So I just went up there and gave up my sub points. That was what was hindering me. So I've only got one big point. Number one in chapter 12, write this down. This is how your journey started. Thank God for the blood. We're going to go with bees. So thank God for the blood. Mm, I'm going to say something now. Y'all got to hurry. We're rolling our windows down and we're just going to stick our head out. We're not even going to get out of the car. But in this chapter, thank God. See, I'm trying not, I've got my hand on the door handle. I'm wanting to get out and I done told you I wouldn't. But, uh, oh, don't encourage me, Lament. I love, I, listen, one of the highlighted features of the camp meeting the lighthouse is the Lament's one-liners. <laughs> He's got a one-liner in there and they're juicy every time. I go sell them in the next week. I sell, I holler them out in the same meeting and, and it just gets weird and awkward. It don't never, so I just quit. Look in verse three, there's a lamb. I'm sure you've seen this. In the tenth day, are y'all in chapter 12? Hurry up! Verse three. And in the tenth day of the month, take to them every man, a lamb. A lamb. Then in verse four. If they have to be told, the lamb. And it says it again there at the end. The lamb. Is anybody with me? A lamb, a lamb. The lamb, the lamb. But here's where things get good. The next verse. What does it say in verse 5? Your lamb. Your lamb. Y'all got to help me now. We're just looking out the window. You remember when you knew that he was a lamb? A lot of religions out there. But then it got narrowed down and you figured out he was the lamb. Then it got real good and he became your lamb. Thank God. And I love this, Brother Reese. I love how God just starts over where he wants to. Look in verse 2. This month shall be unto you the beginning. It was the seventh month. (laughs) Lord said, no, this will be the first month. God has a way of stepping in when the thing's nearly over and saying, nope, we're starting over. I'll throw something at y'all if you just act like a bunch of white people. I really will. Help me right there. Let let, Let me expound that one more time. Aren't you glad God can start over wherever he wants to? You can come in at the seventh month, seven complete, when it's over, the seventh month, and say, actually, this is going to be the first. It's going to start over. Woo! Now, verse 7 and verse 8 is real big. There's blood on you, blood on you, blood on, on, blood on you, verse 7, blood on you, and then in. And they see the flesh in, that night, in. Uh. Verse 7, the lamb blood gets on you. Verse 8, the lamb's body gets in you. Y'all ain't helping me. I know I'm not giving you time to process, but anyway, thank God. I'm glad the lamb's blood is on me. And I'm glad the lamb's body is in me. I need to stop and say something to all the young preachers. You better preach a true gospel. You got to sit at that table and eat roast lamb. Does it say roast with fire? Does it say it there in verse 8? Roast with fire. Does it say it in verse 9? Roast with fire. Alright, verse 7. I'm in chapter 12, verse 7. The blood's on the post of the door. That's Calvary's tree. Where the blood was on the the wood, on the door. Y'all ain't helping me. 
Amen. And then the next verse, here comes the fire. Here comes the fire. Verse 7 is Calvary. Verse 8 is Pentecost. I said verse 7 is, don't make me preach it. We just got our windows down. Verse 7 is Calvary. Verse 8 is Pentecost. Thank God. That's all you need is the work of the Savior and the work of the Spirit. Some of us raised around the Lord's table. Did it say with unleavened bread? Aren't you glad for that King James Bible? And that real gospel preaching. Unleavened bread. Y'all ain't helping me. Unleavened bread. Bitter herbs. Our preachers preached it straight, didn't they? Conviction. Repentance. Dealt with your sin. And then His righteousness. Help me now. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood. Thank God there's a blood chapter. Thank God there's a blood chapter in my life. Thank God there's a blood chapter in my life. All right, I'm proud of myself. Let's go to the next chapter. (laughs) Chapter 13. You know what I wrote down here, Brother Dent? The blood's in 12, and then the babies are in 13. What's the first thing he says in chapter 13, verse 2? What's the first thing he says? Somebody tell me. Sanctifying to me all the firstborn. Whatsoever openeth the womb, I'm about to run. Now you can look back up here at me after you underline that. He spends the next 11 verses telling them how to take care of the babies. Who do you think that is? Who do you think just, just, we got children here and I'll be very appropriate. Uh, but there was a birth back here in 12. There was a bloody doorway and they had to come through it. And in the very next chapter, he says, now we're going to take care of the babies. Underline that word sanctify in verse 2. It's the first time it's in your Bible. Sanctify. It's the first time it's in your Bible. Sanctifying the firstborn. Thank God we got a sanctified Bible. We ought to have sanctified churches. We ought to have sanctified, we ought to have sanctified meeting. We ought to have sanctified preachers. Amen. Set apart and made holy. Protected and preserved in purity. Sanctify. Now I love this. I love this. All right. All right. We just got our window down. Let's see if I can do as good. Man, I usually don't do good. I'm doing pretty good. Watch this. Verse verse 5. Gives a little promise to all these babies. Down toward the end of verse 5. And they said, he's going to bring you to the land of Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites. I mean, you got a lot of enemies. But after he mentions them enemies, are y'all in verse 5? After he mentions enemies, he says, he swear. Brother Triplett, just circle that little word swear and shout till Christmas. God mentions the enemies, but then in the, he ain't two words away from mentioning all your enemies, and he said, but I have swore some things. It's going to turn out just right. God told you you got enemies. He knows it. He, you don't even know who they are. He knows who they are. But he swore some things. That was ten minutes of preaching right there. Y'all don't know how hard this is. And he said, I'm going to give you a land flowing with milk and honey. Can I get a witness in here? Oh, my. See, verse 12, he's still talking about it. All that openeth the matrix and every firstling that cometh. And, uh, and verse 13, little freebie. I will take the time. Y'all are here on purpose. Little freebie. And every firstling of an ass thou shalt redeem with a lamb. 
And if you don't, you got to break his neck. Now, some of you have been around great preaching your whole life. Some of you never have. I'm just going to mention that you need to find somebody somewhere, an old preacher. They used to preach it to, uh, how God would take a lamb for just a little old donkey. Y'all ain't helping me. Now, let's use the old English, just an old ass. And But God would take a lamb. That's me and you, y'all. Thank God. In that old, in that New Testament, we thank God that dogs can eat the crumbs. And in the old, thank God, a lamb took the place of just a little old donkey. Alright, 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 we're just, I mean, we're just rolling. I'm still, we're not, we're in drive. Verse 17. I gotta mention this, gotta mention this. Cause we gotta hurry up and get to 14, but look at this, verse 17. Came to pass for the people, God led them not through. Verse 18, but God led the people about. I'm gonna say something. That is, there's our message in there, so you'll, you'll go stay here with me. You don't know how that you can know you're saved? Romans 8 says it over and over, as many as are led by the Spirit of God. When He moves in, He takes over. He moves in, He takes over, and He takes over the steering wheel. And he'll quit li- and, and you ain't going straight through no more. That's the old man. That's the old way. Straight lines. Straight lines. Going straight through. I'm here. Going there. It's a watch me go. Mm-hmm. How's that been going for you? Running your own life. But now God, when he shows up for all these babies, this newborn nation walks right out with one shepherd. And God says, all right, everybody, we're going there. So follow me over here. <laughs> I'm going over there. Oh, y'all to th- did y'all ever figure out when you got saved that your life kind of went really crazy? Started going strange directions. Changed all your plans. No longer straight through. I don't have time to deal with this. We're just rolling with our windows down. We're heading for the next exit shortly. Hmm. But God will begin to zigzag you. Y'all ever looked at Bible maps? I grew up studying maps when I wasn't coloring in a songbook. Help me now. What's wrong with our generation? They didn't need enough crayons when they were three. I looked at them Bible maps when church got boring, which was often for church kids. You lying hypocrites. I'd look at the maps. <laughs> Last week, I think I really did. Thompson Jane, I get it was so bad. I had old habits. Anyhow, I looked at them maps when I was a kid and last week. And there are no straight lines. Abraham's map, just like... Moses... Apostle Paul, he got three lines. Green, red, and a... (laughs) Y'all know that's right. I just thought they had interstate highways back then. I was like, wow, they got on interstate there. But all of his, they were everywhere, wasn't they? How about Joseph appointed to raise Jesus? Go down. Stop there. Have your baby in the barn. Travel through the night. Come over here. No, don't go back there. Stay here for a while. Then come on up here. The devil never could find him. 
I got to get on to chapter 14, but I got to tell you this while we're right here and got our window down. Y'all are taking a little too long right here. But I got to tell you that before the old crocodile hunter tangled up with the, you know, one of them, what was that thing? Yeah, <laughs> sting, emphasis on sting. Before the crocodile hunter got tangled up with stingrays, should have kept petting cobras and kissing rattlesnakes, you know. 14-foot cobra. He's a little grouchy today. No, sir, you're a little insane. Snakes ain't grouchy. You're insane. Grandpas are grouchy, not cobras. But I used to watch him hoping bad things would happen to him. It was the joy of it, yes. I was hoping bad things would happen. He came over to America one time, got in one of our southern hills and got on top of some rattlesnakes. It's a different tune. Yeah. Yeah, get on back to Australia with your British accent. But anyhow, I'm a nationalistic type person. He said this, if a big old crocodile or an alligator ever gets after you when you've crossed over the water... If it ever get down the banks of a river, if it ever gets after you, do not run in a straight line. They can do 35 mile an hour in a straight line. He said, run from side to side. And that reptile beast will not be able to track you. It's got short, stubby legs and big, heavy belly. <laughs> I know how to outrun some of y'all <laughs> if it gets on tonight. But anyhow, he's sitting there in their eyes. They can't, they can't track you. The eyes are on the side of their head. And, and thank God, when the Lord brought them up out of that Red Sea, there was a dragon after them. But Lord took them this way and then that way. <laughs> And all this stuff y'all been griping about, God taking you in strange directions. And why did we have to have our baby in a barn? Because everybody who didn't lost their child that night. There was a great lamentation. And and in the land there was a great weeping and Rahab weeping for her children. Everybody that had them in their house and in the hospital, honey, they lost them. But there's a baby crying in a barn and the alligator couldn't find him. Y'all quit grappling about strange directions in your life and detours and things we don't understand. What are we doing here? You're over there because the devil will kill you if he can find you and he can't find you. You don't know where you're at. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Now, I love verse 19. Y'all are taking a little too long in this chapter. But I love what Moses took the bones of Joseph with him. Mm. In my Bible I wrote, newborns and old bones. And honey, somebody in my generation better bring the old bones with us. Them old paths and them old prayers and that old time preaching. And tonight is evident we still got old time singing and praising God. Thank the Lord for it. Mm. Okay, chapter 14. I did, boy, I didn't do, I did kind of good, not really good right there. Chapter 14. Chapter 14. Boy, I love this chapter. 
Mm. It's the Red Sea crossing. See verse 21? It's the Red Sea crossing. See verse 29? The Lord calls the sea to go back by strong east wind all that night. And uh, verse 22, the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea. On the dry ground, look in verse 29, the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea. And the waters were walling to them on their right hand and on their left. And you can go over to 15.8, describes that crossing with the blasts of thy nostrils. The waters were gathered together. The flood stood up right as in heat. And the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. Now, I'm going to call this chapter a baptism. Because that's what the New Testament church apostle called it. Paul called this in Corinthians 10, 1 and 2. And they were baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. I'm, I'm really interested in this, but we ain't supposed to stay here long on this exit. Like I'm wanting to park and get out and not get back in for an hour. But we're not supposed to. But I need to mention this. Thank God there was a baptism. So I'm going to say something. Ain't you glad for the work of the Holy Ghost in your life? Jesus had a baptism. It was a picture of his death. And when he come up out of that water, the Holy Spirit fell on him. Elijah and Elisha went down in there and that mantle fell on Elisha. Mm. Mm. Baptism. Let's roll our windows all the way down and put it in park. Go ahead and stick your elbow outside. Well, look at this for just a minute. Thank God I'm going to say something. Y'all just going to have to come here or not. They were baptized in the cloud. I want to stop and say, thank God I've been baptized in the cloud. I've been in the Holy Ghost. You say, well, I wish I could have been is here tonight. And every night this week. Every night. I love everybody except for the people that I don't. And, but, and I like most people that are likable. So I'm not throwing rocks at anybody. But Charismatics and Pentecostals in the 1900s have muddied the waters, pun intended. They've muddied the baptism waters so much that no Baptist has run away from the Holy Ghost. It's baptism is the Holy Ghost thing. They were baptized under the in the cloud and in the sea. Uh, a baptism will kill everything in your world. Noah's flood and ark was a baptism. Simon Peter said it was in First Peter three or four. At the end of the chapter, he said is a baptism. God will flood you and bear you in it. Noah was in the largest coffin you've ever seen. I seen the ark. It's in Kentucky. All in years, I thought it was Turkey, but they misunderstood Kentucky because <laughs> I went up there and seen it. Yes, neighbor, walked through it. Amen. It's in Kentucky, and so. By the way, do y'all think that's interesting? The Lord put the exact replica of the exact ark with the same wood and everything. Do you find it interesting he's put it in the western hemisphere at the end of the church age? Have y'all not thought about that? Judgment's coming. 
judgment's coming. Everybody's got a computer on their phone or in their home and they've all seen the thing advertised. The ark's over here. Sitting in the middle of our heartland. Mm. And, and, and the Sodomite outfit has stole the rainbow. They got a rainbow everywhere. They got a rainbow everywhere. And God put the ark under that rainbow. Somebody better get your rapture ready shoes on. The Lord's fixing to come back. But it's a baptism. It's a baptism. So I, I, I'm probably moving on. I just want to say that a baptism, every time they were baptized in that Bible, they changed countries. They went down into a body of water and came up in another world. Every time there was a baptism, it was a death and a resurrection. And I just want to stop and thank the Lord that He saved me in 12, sanctified me in 13, and filled me with the Spirit in 14. Moving on to chapter 15. I've done good again. I've done good. I made an A, a C, and an A. Now, we're in 15. We're in 15. Going to swing through here and look at this just for a second because we're going to come back here and park. It won't stay long when we come back. It's going to show you one thing. You know what I call 15? I call it the blessing. What are they doing in verse... You're going to like this, Brother Ricky. What are they doing in verse 1? Then sang, does it say sang first? Then sang Moses, this, this song, does it say song next? And then does it say, I will sing? Help me now. Sang, song, sang. Mm. I hollered that out down there at the Chinese buffet and four waiters come quickly. Sang, song, sang. I said, yes, sir. You, you, you wanted this. You ordered soup. No, I'm just I'm shouting over Exodus 15.1. Okay, so go back to the kitchen sing song. But anyhow. Sing, song, sing. I'm going to run this by you for one second. There's two choirs in this, in this chapter. Moses and them start singing. And what verse? I don't, Dalton, what verse does it say Miriam? Go down around 12, 13, 14. 15. Miriam got the girls together with a timbrel. What verse? Hmm? Verse 20. Okay. See verse 20. Then Miriam. She said, you ain't going to leave the girls out. Y'all help me now. I've been shouting all week over in that corner. When the Mama Henderson and Robin got up. I told the men sitting next to me, I said, you ain't going to leave Miriam out. Tonight, they called Sister Diane up and they called Sister Teresa. You ain't going to leave Miriam out. Sister Bick, Monday night, done better singing than any of us have ever done preaching. And sometimes when they tell you something about your baby and sometimes when they tell you something about your husband, and then you just stay with God anyway. God will let you sing. And see, you can, uh, you ain't going to leave Miriam out. She's like, uh, you're not going to leave us out. Big sister. Said, I raised that boy. <laughs> Let's thank God for our mamas and wives that love the Lord. You say, well, the man's in charge, not for 20 or 30 years. <laughs> 
Didn't Jesus submit himself? The Bible said he was subject to his mother. And he went down there and was subject to Thank God if there ain't some godly mamas, there'll never be any godly men. Hannah prayed Samuel in and then went down there and dumped him off. Page five brought him a coat every year. I mean, let's quit framing on the women for a minute and thank God for some godly women. Miriam watched over him in the banks of the river. She went down there to Pharaoh's castle and hung around and then teared him back. Y'all ain't helping me. I know she got upset about who he married and God dealt with her. See, it's so easy for a woman to know when I'm supposed to be mothering and then when it's smothering. God, like he's grown now. Let him marry who he married and back off. Help me now. Mamas, you're in charge until you ain't. Write that down. Call Dr. P. Hyle, huh? He won't know what to do with that. Would he? Huh? But Miriam said, you ain't going to leave us out. There's two choirs. There's two crosses. Don't have time for that. They crossed over and then they got to cross in when the water got better. And then there's two covenants. How does that chapter end? Somebody go to the last verse. Tell me what we got there. They're in a little oasis. What do they got there? How many palm trees? How many wells? Twelve and seventy. God put them with twelve wells and seventy palm trees. That's Jew and Gentile. Luke 9, he sent out the twelve disciples. They come back and said then they were invited, didn't want to come. And then he sent seventy to the Gentiles. Seventy is the number of the nations. Twelve is the number of them tribes. Y'all ain't helping me. They sat under two covenants after they come out of the out of that baptism. Mm-hmm. You say, what does that mean to me? You got a Bible in your hand? Yeah. How many testaments you got in it? Thank you. There's your two covenants. Just go ahead and lift your Bible up. Go ahead. It'll be all right. Lift it up over your head. You're, there's 12 wells and 70 palms right there. You're looking at me like you don't know why this is a blessing. All right, let me break it down a little. Thank God I was raised under that book right there. Two covenants. There are two arms on that cross. One went east, one went west. (laughs) One reached back and one reached forward. Thank God. Tonight we're sitting under the blessing of two covenants. That's 15. Go on to 16. Made an A again. Go on to 16. Oh, I love this. This is where the manna was sent. Is it verse 4 or verse 5? I can't never remember where he said there's bread come down from heaven. Verse 4, the bread. And is it verse 30? Dalton, find for me where it says, he actually mentions the manna. Maybe on the, the manna's mentioned. 31. The manna. Quiet and honey and wafer came with the dew. You know what I call this chapter? The bread. And if you want to, if you want to parenthesis it, if you want to parenthesis it, if you want to put little parentheses right out there, you put the Bible. You better be glad. Just zoomed up to seventeen, because in seventeen is the battle, the first battle they ever had. Chapter seventeen, verse eight. Then came Israel 
Then came, I said it wrong, then came Amalek and fought with Israel in Rephidim. So that's their first battle. Let's just stop and thank God for the order of things. Let's stop and thank God for the order of things. There ain't a battle till 17. He done got me my bread. He done got me my blessings. He done got me my baptism. He done got my beginnings. I've got the blood on me and the body of Christ. I got the blood of Christ on me and the body of Christ. I got the meat in me. Isn't he real good? No, I wasn't done with 16. We zipping back and forth. He had to give us that bread. Aren't you glad for your Bible? Now, some of you have heard me preach this before. You're not allowed to play. What chapter of the Bible is this, numerically speaking? 16th chapter of Exodus. So what chapter would that be? Well, Genesis had 50. It's 66. In the 66th chapter of your Bible, God gave you bread from heaven. There's 66 books in the Bible. What about that? That Bible sure adds up, doesn't it? Some of y'all heard me talk about this. I've heard some of y'all talk about some of these things. That Bible is so numerically. Everything in it adds up and divides out and multiplies, right? It's just mathematical. It's mathematical as it can be. And I know that the numerical divisions didn't come along to, what, two or three hundred years ago? But I believe God was in charge of that King James Bible. And I believe God is in charge of where the numbers went. You say, was it inspired? Sure it is. It is inspired. You ain't going to double inspiration? I believe in a whammy inspiration. That's long theology. But guess how many chapters is in the Old Testament? They had 930 chapters in your Old Testament. How old was Adam when he died? He was 930. That Old Testament's the story of the old Adam. I personally believe, I personally believe that every chapter of the Old Testament was a reflection of his year, of his life that year. God had him a chapter for every year of his life. In that millennial reign, you want to sit down with Adam and he'll say, yep, that 600th year. This was the 600th chapter. Look how it lined up. 511th chapter lined up with my 511th year. Mm. What's a day with the Lord? A day with the Lord is as a... Yeah. What are the years of a man? The years of a man are three score and ten. Kind of disappointed in this corner right here, The years of a man are three score and ten. And ten more if he's gracious. In the same psalm where he said a day with the Lord is a thousand years, is the same psalm he said the years of a man are seventy. Adam was how old when he died? Nine thirty. In the day you eat it, you're going to die. 
He died in his day. And the old preacher 20 years ago told me, it's our lot to finish out that cursed day. 70. But thank God the second Adam came along and he lived a perfect life and died a substitutionary death. And he's going to take us into a perfect day. We're going to spend that 1,000 years just because the Lord really wants to spend a day with us like he intended. Thank God. He gave us bread for the battle. Y'all ever, ever notice that you never get too much, but you always get enough? You just get a certain rate every day. A certain rate. And if you get, try to get too much, it'll spoil. Your Bible's that way. You're getting what you need tonight for where you're at. You won't never store up in advance. Ten years from now, there'll be a day and you'll need to hear from God that day. You'll need that day. And He'll be faithful that day. There'll be a dew. There'll be a manna. This meeting's what we need this week. Some of you needed this meeting for this month. Some of you needed this meeting for this year. Some of you needed this meeting for this trial. Some of you need what you got out of this meeting for your family. Some of you needed what you got out of this meeting for your own soul. Some of you needed this meeting for your survival. Some of you needed this meeting just for strength to get through the day tomorrow. This meeting will take some of you through the next three years. This meeting will take some of you through tonight. But it'll be enough. It's always enough. It's always enough. Y'all quit thinking you got to do anything. You ain't got to do much. Just get born again. Watch him do everything. You say, well, what will we do? You'll do all kinds of stuff. But that ain't what's it doing. All right. Thank God for that battle. He helps us. We're back on exit 17, fixing to head back to 15. But in chapter 17, that there was the first battle. Brother Laments, I love how the Lord helped Moses. He put a rock under him to sit on. He put a high, pri- a high priest at one hand and a little known family relative member on the other. Do y'all not see the Trinity? God the Father is the rock under you. The high priest is the Lord Jesus and the Holy Ghost is that is that one called alongside of? He don't like much attention. God will give us what we need. And they held him up so he could touch God in heaven. And there was a Joshua in the valley, discomfitting them with the sword. What about God's in heaven and Jesus is down here? Don't get me on this now. I've opened the door. I need to shut it. But thank God, Jesus. Is in our valley swinging a sword. Discomfitting. Old English word. That's what a bowling ball does to a bunch of bowling pins. Thank God. He's wherever I need him to be. He's on the mountain with me, holding me. He's in heaven hearing me. He's down in the valley helping me. Mm. 
Thank God. Thank God. Boy, it's a good journey. Let's go back to 15 and rejoice over one thing. Y'all back in 15? You'll be glad to know that all was not an introduction, but this is a conclusion. My, my. I just want to stop and thank the Lord as we leave this meeting. I leaned over and told the pastor a while ago, Brother Burke, I said, I said, I, my soul. I live in church and live in meetings and live in mission fields. And I said, ain't, ain't never in my life heard such singing as what we've heard this week. Amen. <laughs> Only way it could have been better if my voice would have been in tune. I could have just joined in, you know, that is the only way it could have been any better. I have a real Frank Sinatra quality, but you've got to have a trained ear to pick up on it. Most people just don't know enough to appreciate what they hear. Only a trained ear. When people from Tennessee start saying, bless them, Lord, you're in trouble, you're in trouble. One night I thought I'd done real good, really. <laughs> Up in Tennessee. And they were all on the front row looking at the carpet. Bless him, Lord. Help him, God. When they go to praying like that, praying won't help you. <laughs> I'm going to talk about this for just, let's run back to exit 15. Let's get out of the car and we're not going there. We're just going to lean on the hood for a minute and just look at something real pretty. Just sing, song, sing. That is all three tenses. That's past. Sang is past. Song is present. I will sing is future. And here's what I came to say. When the Lord brought us through the blood and got us through our beginning and then brought us through them death waters and made God our everything, filled us with the Holy Ghost, we end up with a song. Aren't you glad say folk got a song? And this song touches your past, it touches your present, it touches your future. Watch this now. What's the New Testament equivalent? Being baptized, the fullness of the Spirit. It's Ephesians 5, 18. And be, y'all help me finish this. Finish this quote. And be not drunk with wine... Wherein is excess, but filled with the Spirit. And there is not a period there. Speaking to yourselves. Here it comes. I need the next three. Psalms are the ancient past psalms. Hymns are for the present. You skipped one, Laments. Well, I mean, you're quoting it right. In your heart. Spiritual songs. Spiritual songs, yeah. Spiritual. Things in the spiritual realm. Things you hadn't seen yet. Things in the spirit world. Future. Mm. Come out of the baptism chapter and you immediately go into three. And by the way, it's first mention of singing in your Bible. Didn't tell you that a while ago. There's no song, sang, or sing in your Bible until, until you come through a bloody lamb doorway. Until he picks up the babies and carries them through harm's way. Until God changes your world and makes it his and you're filled with the Spirit of God. And then all of a sudden, first time in your Bible, 
And when singing shows up, it shows up in every form it can. Sang. Song. Sing. And I'll tell you why. It's what he was doing tonight. God gave us victory in every world that there is. I've got victory over hell. I got victory in heaven. I got victory down here. I need to say something. Y'all ain't helping me. That that ain't what I was going to say. I need to say something. It wasn't that, but I said that, but that didn't mean to say that. I need to say this. When Jesus died, I believe this. His soul went to hell, his spirit went to heaven, and his body went to the ground. Immediately. Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And he gave up the ghost. He did it. His spirit went to heaven. Soul went to hell. There's several verses talk about it. And his body laid in the ground. You know what God was doing? He was saving me in all three worlds. At the moment of his death. Joe Parsons said it like this. Said his spirit went to heaven and procured a spot for me. (laughs) To be righteous and sit with God. To be reconciled to God. His soul went to hell. And he said, scrape me off the bottom. While he's putting me next to God, he is scraping me out of the bottom of hell. (laughs) And his body went to the grave because that's where yours will go. And when you get there, you'll say, hmm, I ain't the first one here. Somebody's been here. There's a forerunner come through here. And there's a way out of here. He's done. The forerunner has already entered. He saved you in all three worlds. He saved all three parts of you. Body, soul, and spirit. And that's why he gave you three songs. He lets you sing. You know that proper opera. They make fun of our singing. But I like to tell them, singing got here before songing. And they'll be like, like, you're the one with the education. But, you know, whatever. I've got a Bible. And singing was before the song. I don't know how deep that goes, but I enjoy it. <laughs> you get your sang and your song, what you do is you get George Jones, if you can get him in church out of the bar, get George Jones and then get Bob Jones and get them out of there and put George and Bob together and let them sing and it works out just real good. That, they don't know what I'm talking You know what I'm talking about. Sang. I'm going to say it like this, and I'll be done preaching in about two or three minutes. Aren't you glad that the Lord will let you sing to your past? He done it tonight. I am not what I am. When you look at me, so much shame. Aren't you all glad we can look at our past and sing? And that's why you sang when you look, because that's the best. Singing's better than anything. And you need it when you're looking at your past. I'm glad I can walk into my past with all the skeletons, all the scars, all the sins, all the dread shame. Know that the Son of God studied me at my worst and gave me His best. On His way to His funeral, He went by mine first and He went to the lowest parts of my depravities. And that's where He got under me and picked me up. And I can look at my past and I can sing stuff like this. It's under the blood. Oh, praise it. All the kids know it. Praise His dear name. 
I'm not what I used to be. My life has been changed. I like that first verse, Brother Fletcher. I got to preach for Brother Fletcher about 10 years in a row up in the mountains. Right after he wrote that song. Mountain City, Tennessee, Leonard Fletcher. While walking down a memory lane. Boy, I started high, didn't I? Oh, past so long ago. When you can't get high, you get loud. <laughs> and something ever did my past something so long ago. I said, you're, he said, you're undeserving. I know all you've done. I said something back that Brother Leonard wrote and then something else. Course is the good part anyway. It's under the blood. Oh, pray. And you know what? When we were kids, they sang that because that's what the kids are singing now. And when we were kids, they started singing all over the country. And it's still the blood that saves from sin. And before that, our, their grandfather sang, There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's backing and sinners plunged Beneath that flood, they lose all their guilty stains. Lose all their guilty stains. Lose all. I wish somebody had put together about 25 songs in a CD of every blood, every good blood song there was. My generation needs it. They don't have mamas. They don't have daddies. They have demons. They have, they have dysfunction on a demonic level. And we need to quit all this silly singing we're doing in every circle I know, including ours, and give them some old blood songs. It's the only thing going to deliver them from devils. I'm glad I can sing to my past. But them hymns, are for the present. Yeah. Them hymns. The only thing Jesus took to Calvary with him was a hymn. And when they'd sung in him, he served that last supper and he sang a hymn. And he headed to Calvary. And even John forsook him, but he had a hymn. See, them hymns are for the present. That's when you're looking. When cancer comes to your house, when death comes to your house, when divorce comes to your house, when a sick baby comes to your house, when poverty comes, when, when suffering, when secret trials come to your house. Thank God for the hymns. They're for the present. I need thee every hour. Most gracious Lord. Most hymns are prayers. No little love like that can peace afford. I need thee, O 
every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to I must tell Jesus all of my troubles. He is a kind, compassionate friend. If I but tell him, he will deliver. Make my troubles quickly in me. I must tell Jesus. I lay down on my shed one night and I sang this. Till the storm passes over. Till the thunder sounds no more. This was a five year trial. You know there's five minute trials. There's five-day trials. There's five-month trials. I was in a five-year trial. I finally laid down on my floor and I just said, God, I'm probably not going to make it, but it'll be your will. But would you put your hand on me till the storm passes by? Help me sing it, y'all. In the dark of the midnight Have I all hid my face? Oh, while the storm howls above me and there's no hiding place mid the crash of the thunder, precious Lord, hear my cry, keep me safe till the storm passes by. Till the storm the thunder roll forever from the sky. See, that's a hymn for the present. But we got them spiritual songs that are future. Our Lord is coming. Mm. Monday night, David and Tanya, our Lord is coming. Them future songs. Y'all know what we sing every time it gets real rich in a Baptist church. Oh, what a day that will be when my Jesus shall see when I look spiritual. Future. Stuff that ain't, we can't see in the physical world. Spiritual. Stuff that is coming. It's not here, but it's coming. Takes me 
by the hand and lead through the promised land. What a day, glorious day that will never grow old, never Never grow old, never grow old, never grow in a land where we'll never grow. My little humble say grandma and had such a rough life married to a bad drunkard till he left with another family but all her sons preachers and most of her 20 grandsons are preachers and that little woman walked with God here's what she'd sang they'd sang this and while the ages roll I'll keep on praising him and my voice will never tire or grow old and my song shall ever be praise the Lamb who died for me and I'll sing it I will sing while ages roll my sister's year and a half older than me and she collected all them Squire Parsons records back when everybody had records she also had all the strawberry shortcake records, but that's another story. <laughs> I didn't get into them, or I didn't tell my friends that I did. <laughs> and she'd play them Squire Parson records in the house. The most beautiful rose. You need to sing I was broken one day. He'd sing that one. He'd sing Oh, the gulf that separated me from Christ my Lord. It was so vast the crossing I could never fold. From where I was to his demand, it seemed so far. You may have to hit the high stuff, Ricky. I said, dear Lord, I cannot come to where... You are, he came to me, he came to me, when I could not come to where he was, he came to me, that's why he died. But there wasn't nothing like when God gave him Beulah land. Yeah. <laughs> Won't y'all sing it, somebody on the piano. And let's sing it. I'm kind of homesick. Hey, y'all. I'm glad the Lord's made us a singing people. Amen. We can look in our past with all of its sin and sing to it.
We can look in our present with all of its storms and sing in the middle of it. And thank God we don't have to fear death. We don't have to fear old age. We don't have to fear deadly diseases. We're crossing over to the other side. Brother Joe, we're going to the other side. As my old deacon, as your old deacon, we're going to the other side. I know you as young once. You'll be young again. You'll be better than young. You'll be in a glorified body. This whole row of old, wore out men here, you too, sir. Don't act like you ain't old. Them glorified bodies. <laughs> Brother Lamance, <laughs> I read the end of Revelation 2. He said there'll be no more pain, no more sickness. No more death. No more, no more sea. No more storm. No more separation. <laughs> I know you can't hear most of what's going on. You have to watch it. You feel it. Oh, Willard Thomas, Edgar Thomas's little brother, wept the last two years. He couldn't hear anything. He said, but I still want to go to church. I can feel a little of the Lord, but I can't. It's coming a day. Them glorified bodies. Hallelujah. Well, if you need to come pray, it'd be good. Come down here and pray if you need to. If you've never been saved, you ought to get saved tonight. Come down here and get saved. Come to the Lord. He'll save you on the way. (laughs) He'll save you on the way. When you kneel, He'll say, welcome. It ain't a prayer that saves you. It's the Lord Jesus that saves you. He said, if you'll come, I'll take you. Some of you might need to bring your family and get on this altar. Y'all may be looking at a storm. Get your family on this altar. Some of you young people might want to get on this altar and just sanctify yourself. Dedicate yourself to God one more time. One more time. In an old-fashioned meeting. Some of you might just need to sit there. Lift your hands. Think about heaven. Think about heaven. Sing for us. Come pray if you need to. Come on. Let's all stand. Make it easy to move. Come on. That's right. There ought to be some more of us praying. Let's come call on the Lord. Some of you ought to just worship. Some of you ought to just worship.
Cool. 